2: Have you ever met with someone expecting to talk about one thing then immediately connecting on so many other ideas you enjoyed chatting about that the one thing you met for didn't get covered? Like going to the grocery store, getting all (laughs) kinds of cool things you really want, need and love, then realizing when you get home, you didn't get that one thing on the list.
1: (laughs) No, never.
2: (laughs) That's a little like what happened last time we spoke with our guest today.
1: So we're welcoming back Chris Ancona. He is an engineer with an MBA with a specialty in neuroleadership, working with the Consortium of Universities for International Studies. He sits on the advisory board for the Academy of Brain-Based Leadership and SpinView, a company doing virtual reality work. He's run industrial projects in more than 12 countries, lived in five countries, and taught in universities in Italy, France, and the UK. His writings include co authoring the book on psychological safety and a white paper on education with neuroscientist Dan Radecki, two papers on the neuroleadership journey with Professor Al Ringleb and David Rock, and his own book, The Alignment Quotient How to Powerfully Live a Life You Love. Most importantly, though, he is a dad to a wonderful, awesome four year old boy and lives with
3: his partner in Northern France. (laughs) Welcome
2: Welcome back, back, Christopher.
3: Thanks. Hey, guys. Glad to be here.
2: We have proven that we can talk about anything, and it's absolutely fascinating with you. So Uh, thank you for doing this. I really do want to focus a bit more on the book, though, this time and make sure our (laughs) audience has a chance to learn a bit more about that. So first and foremost, just real quick for the audience to bring them back in. What do you mean by alignment quotient?
3: Yeah, so the, the alignment quotient was built as a way to recognize there's differences between people who are able to kind of craft a life they love and people who seem to not, for some reason, be floundering around and not getting there. And I just noticed there's a difference. And you see, like, people like Mother Teresa that just seem to have these amazing abilities. I mean, she's a saint now. So it's, it's, a, it's amazing these people able to do um, these things and stay aligned through their whole life. Uh, and so I coined the, the term alignment, quotient alignment. The definition of alignment is to be able to, to choose who you are. So you're being with purpose and then stay with it, stay aligned to it, despite your thoughts, your emotions, the situation, the circumstances, and any other things that can get in your way. I, I've been practicing it for about 20 years and then also doing the scientific research. And I just found that there's a lot of science that, that shows that this is something that you can build if you're floundering around and you're looking at for a way to build alignment in your life, it's possible. Your, your brain can change and there's, there's routes and and ways to accomplish that. And so the alignment quotient just kind of allows you to measure your ability to do that. And then I give you the tools and ability to actually become more aligned in your life.
1: Your book opens with this amazing illustration of a story that, that speaks directly to what we're talking about. Could you, could you share a little bit about that, that story and maybe how it Connects with your your life in
3: particular, and the beginning of the book is a military story. And there's a, a great book, and I should give a shout out to Adam Makos, who wrote the book called "The It's called "The Higher Call," and he outlines this uh, amazing event that happened during World War II. Uh, by the way, he gave me permission to include it in the book for a reason that I'll tell you later. Mm-hmm. With a with a pilot, a German pilot who had the chance to get his top award for being a a pilot to be being a fighter pilot by shooting down a, a B-1 bomber. And just as he's refueling his plane, he um, sees one flying low and slow over. And he gets up and he goes to get his, I think it's a silver cross or um, I, I forget the, the the award in Germany. But uh, when he gets there, he realizes that the plane is very, very badly shot up. Scott, like he's like surprised this plane is even still in the air. And he, ha- he has to make a decision. He's He's got it in his sights, ready to go. He sees the gunner position is gone. Like He sees the men huddled and he can kill them right then and there. And instead he flies up next to him and he kind of waves to him and he knows that they won't get beyond the, air, the anti-aircraft battery that they have to get beyond to, to get back home. And so he decides to escort them across knowing that the, the airport battery would notice his plane and say, okay, well, it's a German plane. It, it's probably some you know, secret thing that they're going to spy on the enemies. And he decides to take the shot and and escort them out of Germany so they can be safe. If anybody had found out about that, he would have been immediately killed. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that that's an act of treason. Mm -hmm. He supported the enemy, got him across the border, got, in fact, they ended up making it safe back to the UK. In fact, the American crew was going to get some awards for this and the government decided not to give it to them because um, they didn't want other pilots to be dependent upon hmm. German airplanes to help them back to safety. So they said, hey, no, we, we don't even want anybody to know about this. Exactly, And it, it was covered up for a long time. And it was declassified, I think, in the 1990s, something like that. You have to read Adam's book. He has all the details. Hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's amazing. And he lays out the whole story. There's also a YouTube video where the two gentlemen, so the both pilots, they lived into their o- old age, and they became friends late in life. And wow. there's a, a, a YouTube video about them. And the, the American pilot's name is Charlie Brown. Should be easy to remember. Oh,
4: my dear <laughs> oh, listeners.
3: What a treat. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, so they met and they discussed the whole incident. But that German pilot, Franz Stigler, he stayed aligned with who he was, despite the situation and circumstances. And he put his own life in danger. He put everything, in fact, everything in danger in order to say, look, these men in this plane are not right now my enemy. They are human beings flying a machine that should not be flying. So for him, this was the same as shooting a, a man falling in a parachute. Yeah. And he, he said, I, I, I can't do that. That's, that's not who I am. So he did what he did. He stayed aligned with who he was despite the consequences that he could face and everything. He talks a bit about it in the interview that you know he had to, after the war, he needed to remain human. He needed to be able to look himself in the, the mirror. Yeah. That's, that's the key.
1: You have, you'll have to wake up with yourself tomorrow morning and know that, and that's,
3: there's no erasing what that decision was in that moment. And, and if I can say, Adam, let me use the story from his book, because, so I told you the last time a little bit about the, um, the relationship with my dad and that one of my, my teachers in high school kind of like raised, I mean, he helped gave me all the support I could be to get my own self-confidence and everything. And his name's Paul Blackford. And the the belly gunner on that plane is his father. Mm. Wow. So if that pilot had shot down that plane, that person who was a father figure for me when I was a teenager through all the rough times and got me into engineering wouldn't be alive Uh, because of that connection. Adam let me talk about it in in my book as well because it's such an amazing story. It goes to show if you're aligned in your life or you're not aligned in your life, you will make ripples Mm -hmm. and which ones would you prefer to make? Mm.
2: Yeah, the ones I can wake up and look at myself in the mirror the next day are the most important. And I know we all make mistakes. Sometimes it's how we find our alignment, I think, is we go, oh, wait, I did this wrong the last time. And I remember that didn't feel good. <sighs> so I'm going to do it better this time. You know, and I I I feel like sometimes that's part of the process. But I know in the work you do, you give people the opportunity to maybe avoid some of the I want to say driving by braille approach to alignment, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the bumper car approach, maybe. Um, Right, (laughs) And you do such a great job at it. I know the book itself mentions a spicy purpose concept, and that stands for kind of this process you're talking about. Can you walk us through a little bit of that?
3: Well, the way the book is organized, is in the first part I talk about being, which is the foundation. And the point of that is to first work on you and work on this internal um, fortification and understanding of yourself so that when you get to the spicy purpose, which is how you now start to express this out into the world, uh, you're, you're already inside, you're already started to work on yourself. So those two things go together, um, the spicy purpose being kind of the later part of that. And part of the reason, so SPICY is an acronym and I have acronyms, but I love acronyms like everybody, I guess. In order to get to SPICY, first you have to work on yourself. So, Mm, and that that starts with the concept of being, you know, it's, there's a lot of this stuff and I don't know, you know, how familiar your audience is or or you guys are with the whole consciousness studies, but it's a, a massive topic and there's so much research and so much Theorizes going around of what is consciousness now, because we've gotten to the point in science where consciousness studies are holding us back from going forward in certain branches of science, quantum physics being one of them. The way that our whole society has taught us is to start with what you want to have, mm-hmm. you know, be goal-driven, be this, be that. It's all about getting the have. And I've just grown. I, I grew up very poor, uh, for in, in a lot of different parts, a lot of different times in my life and i saw and i saw a lot of really let's say uncomfortable things happen some of them is people losing jobs people losing spouses a lot of loss and when you're going starting with a have i got to have something and you had to have something so you can do something so you can be somebody if you set up your life in that way and you lose the have then you didn't really lose the have if it's you got for example you got to have the big house so that you can do the family thing, so you can be a great provider or a great husband or you can be whatever. Then if you lose the house, you didn't lose a house. You didn't lose you know, four walls and a roof. You lost who you were. You know, I've seen people go into deep depression over this, um, suicide. There, there's a really a lot of bad stuff that's caused mm-hmm. by this, this have-you-be way of looking at it. And there's, it's really hard in our society to get out of that, to get out of that mindset.
2: I know this is something I I do recall as many tangents as we went on last time. I do recall we went pretty in depth into this particular piece and I absolutely loved it. And I'm curious, you know, knowing that it's available and shift between the have to the being to be able to bridge that, what, what would you say might be just the first step?
3: It's when you ask yourself, who are you? It's not a physical thing, which means it has to be something not physical. And so what I picked is I picked words that we are familiar with that you can create. And then I've defined them as a, a possibility, you know, like peace or love. And, and there's like love is not this mushy, gushy love. Love is not an emotion. Love is something that you it's like a a jacket you put on and you create for yourself. You're you're always exuding this. So it's a creation. It's not something you're receiving. It's not a feeling. And and once you are clear about how to do that and how much your brain gets in the way and how much other people get in the way, how much your excuses get in the way and how much all this stuff gets in the way. Now it's time to go forward with spiciness Mm -hmm. because spiciness is kind of now a project, but that through that project, you should be exuding who you are, not just letting the project throw you around. So um, so SPICY, just to, to give the acronym, stands for STABLE. That's the S. Mm. Personally Meaningful, which is seems kind of obvious, but it, it's not always. Inspirational, which is both for yourself and others. So it starts to turn a little bit now social. Uh, community-oriented, because we are a social species. And so it's now that's really, in, what is this project as a service to others? And then you, which is maybe a, a couple things that could meet those criteria. And this is kind of like, okay, which of these things do you want to have as your legacy? Which of these things would you be happy to go to prison to keep doing if, if it became illegal? W- which of these things are you willing to die on on your own cross for? So that's kind of what the the why is. And that's what the SPICY acronym is made up of. And, and there's a whole lot of scientific research and decades of work that's done on coming up with these are the things. If you have these things, then you have a purpose in your life that's, that's actually going to help you go forward. And it's, there's all kinds of you know phys- physiological things that helps. Old people who have the, the, a purpose in life that meet the spice things, they, they don't get Alzheimer's as, as soon. They have less physical and mental ailments. Um, they, their, their cortisol levels are lower. It's, there's mm. just an amazing number of benefits. having to be able to answer that question why and the SPICY acronym helps you let's say it serves as a checklist to help you make sure that what that project is 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 going to answer that question why as completely as you can possibly do with the information you have today.
2: Nice you know it kind of reminds me um and I've talked about it on this show in the past and Mm. talked about it on in other interviews but a few years ago I think well five or six years ago now um my kids were teenagers at the time and they decided to divorce me. And so I spent a year really struggling with how do I handle this? Because it actually went through the courts and it was in the courts for a while. And one of the things I would do is, you know, during that time, every time I passed a mirror, I would stop and go, okay. Who do I choose to be as I walk through this so that at the very least, no matter what anybody else says about me, no matter what anybody else believes about me later, I know who I was. And I asked myself that multiple times every single day because I didn't have an answer (laughs) for a long time because it was such an extreme situation. Uh, But that, I think, in part saved my sanity because it gave me something to focus on and allowed me to move through that and yes there's the grief and all of those things but it's also given me something to rebuild my life after on is to focus on that question and I'm I mean obviously that's one situation are there other ways in which it might show up for somebody or something you know like for me it was asking that question each day are there things somebody can do for themselves to shift that into, you know, from have into I'm focused on being. And
1: can I, can I further direct that question a little bit more? The the word that sounds maybe perhaps in our culture, one of the most (laughs) responsible uh, for this is, is, is this, this concept of making me, it's like, you, you know, that makes me feel this. That makes me feel that. You make me feel you made me, you know it seems like we are bombarded with this concept of being a victim, essentially. And I'm wondering if if that is tied in, doesn't it, doesn't that seem to be something that's like we don't even think about it, but constantly we're walking through our day going, oh, that really made me uncomfortable when you did that. right?
3: No, I'm, I'm totally with you. Um, so, and I'm, I'm thinking about how, how best to address this, because I could give you a personal example, mm-hmm. uh, but let, let me start with, um, let me start with yes. Uh, one of the things that I go through is you are not your feelings. And what, if you look at the, the cover of the book, I actually have a marionette being controlled by strings, but he's got a scissors and he's working to cut a string. I love that. And as soon as somebody else controls your feelings, they control you. And it's, I, I have a friend uh, that's, that helped me a lot with the, with the book. And he has a saying, he says, if you put a button out in the world, I have a right to push it. And he does. <laughs> oh, just, that's a good yeah. one.
2: <laughs> I love that. Oh, dude. That's like fair so he, warning. Okay, I'm, I'm writing that one
1: down. That's that's good. <laughs>
2: you know, our, our yeah. reverend yeah. in our spiritual community used to say, look, you know, just because there's a button there and I might have pushed it, it's not my responsibility to unwire it.
3: Oh, man. Well, you know, that's so good. That's a great one.
2: Yeah. You're Same idea, out. basically.
3: So let me, so I I am still human. And so I follow the stuff in the book and I use it all the time. And who I declared myself with 20 years ago was passion, inspiration, excellence. And what you do when you start with that, with a being is you, you literally rewire your brain and you, you start changing your body to go along with it. Cause that's, that's what happens. Your body adapts and changes. And so you're, fo- you're changing the focus of your thinking, you're doing all this stuff. Well, I'd actually got to the point where passion was causing me stress because mm. the way that I would look at it and I decided to change passion out for peace. So I'm going to rewire my brain around peace instead of passion. And I would find simple things like exercise. I would go and exercise and I'm the person exercise. I'm like, man, I'm going to go fast. Come on. I can push harder. You know, like the typical male testosterone exercise thing. And I said, and in the middle of exercise, I went, you know what? This is passion. This isn't peace. I'm not being peace right now. And I started discovering what it was like to be peace while exercising without holding back right it wasn't that i wasn't pushing as hard and the thoughts changed totally and i instead of thinking about man i can push harder i can do more i was thinking oh man my muscles feel really weird i must be working working them pretty good there i'm going to get big and strong this way this is this is kind of cool and i was paying attention to my body turning kind of like a a meditation like a body scan meditation but enjoying the experience it was a totally totally different experience And I I love to dance, dancing. I dance with my son. And sometimes I'll be ruminating, right? So I'm thinking about, you know, somebody did something and I want to fix, I want to solve the problem because I'm an engineer. So solving the problem. And then I catch myself and be like, I'm not enjoying dancing right now. I'm ruminating. My brain isn't even here. What is peace, right? If I'm being peace, what mental state do I have to have to be peace right now? Because if my mental state's passion, I'm being passion. I can, I can justify that along passion, but I can't justify it along piece. So that's kind of just some examples of how you use that being to even shift your mindset. Mm-hmm. And in your situation with your with your kids, that's it's, it'll get you. I mean, there's buttons being pressed everywhere and you can't get rid of all your buttons. It's not possible. People are going to press your buttons. They don't even know they're pressing them. Mm. Right. It's, it's the craziest thing. People drive down the road, road rage. It's like somebody does something to you. They didn't mean to. And then somebody gets really angry. It's like, look, I didn't even know that I was making you angry. And for some reason you want to like hit me or hurt me. It's like, oh, look, I'm sorry. I can't even apologize because there's a window here. So mm. somebody push, it's easy to be push buttons, buttons we push all the time. But if you look back in yourself say, who am I? Then it gives you a different perspective. And what I found is sometimes it can be really overwhelming to do that from the being. And it got to the point where the, what I was telling people is, look, take your whole mindset, just put it in a box and then just kind of push that box over and then put who you are here. And now you have two things. You have all the stuff that's going through your mind right now. And you have this thing that you declared, choose. And you're, mm. it's your choice, right? You're free to choose whatever you want, but at least you can get to the point where you can choose, where you can see this stuff is not you. hmm it's all this whatever's going through your head, whether it's anxiety, whether it's depression, whether it's all of the problems that you have. It's not you. It's it's not that it's not real. It's just not you. And you can put it all in a box together and do these two things, and then you st- can start using that declaration of whatever you chose your being to start changing your mindset and figuring out a different way of doing it that's consistent with that and that's alignment. Mm. And you know, there's some amazing stories if you read about Mother Teresa and some of the things she went through and some of the things she mm-hmm. she she just some of the problems she totally overcame some of the, you can only explain it through alignment alignment totally explains it cuz she was who she was and mm-hmm. then she whatever she did her reactions to things how she approached things were all from that perspective there was a thousand ways she could have responded and mm-hmm. she responded in that way and there's a thousand mm-hmm. ways you can respond to every exactly. situation it's
1: the same with all of us exactly yeah and it and it's and it's like we we get so much more <laughs> of what we don't want when we respond like knee-jerk, emotionally, out of, yeah. Just And,
2: and yet at the same time, it's still human <laughs> to acknowledge this happened and affected me this way. And, yeah. and, and sometimes That's we a great screw thing to it about. up. <laughs> you know, sometimes we do screw up how we respond. And so I think, you know, isn't that where... Yeah you know, one of the things you bring up is, you know, testing and experimenting and kind of working with these things for a while. Like it's not something that's like it's chosen and it's set and it's done. You know, you even mentioned shifting passion to peace after a while because, you know, it's, wait, it's not really quite, you know, it's not really what I meant or not really quite going the way I thought it would. And how can I improve
1: and evolve? And so So. it sounds like this, this Mm -hmm. book is, is a little bit more of almost a, a a guide to a process. And I actually, it sounds, it's a journey. We're going to, we're going to get a little bit more into that journey uh, after our break here, but we need to uh, take a quick pause, um, which is our opportunity for you. The awesome listener here joining us today to make a difference in the lives of others. It doesn't cost anything and it can help someone else decide what to do with their time and what might be or might not be a good, you know, choice for perhaps a podcast they want to listen to. And it's simple. Just give us a quick rating on your favorite listening platform and make your voice heard. Let us know if you're enjoying what we're doing here so we can keep doing more of it.
2: And after the break, we're sharing one of Mark's Originals. It's a wonderful reminder of the possibilities. So stay tuned to hear Redefining Destiny right after this.
0: our changing world how can you protect the self-esteem confidence and dreams of the children you love in just five minutes a day even from a distance to learn more about uncle mark's best indie book award-winning kids book his music and resources to support families visit truesunbeam.com and if you're an author or musician with a similar mission learn how to be a guest on the rise and shine radio show visit uncle mark at truesunbeam.com are you a woman who's tired of staying silent and people-pleasing at the expense of your own health, wealth, and happiness? Discover the roadmap to self-confidence and freedom in Lori Rising's international award-winning book, You, Rising, Reclaim Your Life, Live Your Purpose. And if you're an author whose nonfiction or memoir makes a powerful difference, you're invited to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. For books, resources, and show details, visit LorianneRising.com.
4: Heaven's just a pillow in the evening When I'm tired on the days When this soul journey seems so long But as soon as I remember It's my choice to be inspired I'm suddenly right back here Where I belong Looking at the path I'm on Reflected by the life around me Where I have come to shine a light Gratitude for every moment Where the light of love has found me Hiding in the night Where the lame will walk And the blind will see, and I am now awakened to this dream inside me, where the silence speaks what my life can be, heaven is redefining destiny. Heaven is the key that I am turning to Unlock the door that separates tomorrow from today And heaven is the chance to be The reason for my ecstasy Awaiting me each step along my way Just because I'm blinded by the rock that I've been hiding under Doesn't mean that I won't rise above So many times I've fallen down And still the angels gather round To show the path that I am worthy of Where the lame will walk And the blind will see As the patterns of illusion now begin to set me free And the silence speaks What my life can be Heaven is redefining destiny Where love is patient, love is kind And beckoning us all the time With angel whispered Wake up calls to our remembering And as I start to understand The power resting in my hands I tune in the greater plan Of who we are meant to be Where the lame will walk and the blind will see how the patterns of illusion are now woven into wings as our flight begins on to greater things where heaven is realigning you and me. Heaven is redefining destiny. Redefining Destiny.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to Rise and Shine. And that was Mark's original song called Redefining Destiny from his One Piece at a Time CD. You can download it as a single or get the entire album on his website at markolmsted.com That's M-A-R-K-O-L-M-S-T-E-A-D.com.
1: We're here with Christopher Ancona, an engineer and neuroleadership specialist talking about his new book, The Alignment Quotient. And we were just talking about testing and experimenting with who we choose to be. And you're saying it's like a journey.
3: Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is right I mean it's when we when we choose who we're going to be we're learning about ourselves we're learning about ourselves in different situations our situations are changing um, our buttons are getting pressed at different times and different things so the whole process is really a, a journey and understanding yourself and then experimenting with new ways to stay aligned but at least you have something to stay aligned to so that mm. you can experiment around it So, alignment without a direction is kind of weird.
1: Like a (laughs) sailboat without a rudder or a a keel in this case. It's a keel. It's not the rudder. It's the keel of the boat that's built in. It's like, okay, this is... Okay,
2: for people who have no idea what you're referring to and have never been on a sailboat, can you
1: explain the difference and how that that relates? (laughs) The keel is that big fin at the bottom of the boat, right? That's like keeping it stable stable and and keeps it from flopping over when the wind blows.
2: Right. And then the rudder does the steering. So wouldn't it in some ways be both?
3: Yeah. and, And it would be also combined with where you're actually going. There's that.
2: Okay, so the intention, the focus, the the goal.
1: Yeah, where's the wind blowing, right. and right. so it's the whole sailboat, yeah. really. Yeah, the sailboat is an awesome analogy for a lot of stuff. It's it's just it's just yeah. incredible that that was on a sailboat that I wrote the set
3: the sunbeam book. But we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, think think about it like this: if if you're in, I don't know, let's say uh, let's say you're in, you're going to sail from the west coast of the U.S. and you're going to go to Japan. What a lot of people do is they go. I'm going to go sail in that way. Kind of. And then they change. And then all there was rough weather. So I'm going to go south. And then, you know, oh, uh, the sun's going that way. I think I'm going to go this way. And they don't get anywhere. They go in circles. They don't actually ever land any place. It's a little bit like saying, okay, I'm going to end up in Tokyo. And then it's okay, Yeah, there's a Caesar rough. But in order to stay to go in Tokyo, I got to keep going that way. Like and then you figure out, okay, maybe I got to go around the storm, but I still know where I'm going. I still have this compass. Telling me that this this place
1: might have to spend the um, winter in Hawaii, you know, whatever.
3: Yeah, <laughs> nothing
2: wrong with that. <laughs>
3: <Maybe>. <laughs> that would you be my story. in northern Russia.
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. you know, one of so the th- it is
3: but, it is a journey. Yeah, yeah.
2: you know, it's one right of here. the things I loved about your book is that you do have an appendix. is isn't it like thirty five different. Words to start with that are all values, you know, love, adventure, peace, joy. They're all values. And you kind they're not, of. They're not
3: values, they're possibilities.
2: Oh, okay, cool. Right. I love and, that. And
3: mm-hmm. The difference is you can change what you value based on the situation.
2: Explain that so a little bit more. Into,
3: so, like, okay, so let's say, um, well, let's say, let's say my, I'm going to go to Las Vegas, right? What I'm going to value in Las Vegas. Hopefully, will be different than what I'm gonna by the values I'm gonna express when I go to my church. I hope. (laughs) So, (laughs) right? Wouldn't wouldn't, I mean? Wouldn't you
2: want to still be the same person? I mean, I can be who I am in Vegas and my church, and have there be continuity. But I may enjoy different experiences.
3: No, absolutely. But the 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 values are going. So, when you're in Las Vegas, for example, uh, maybe you'll be reverent, but chances are. That what you're going to value, what you're, so a value, I have a friend named Christine Locker. She, she wrote a book on values and she says, values are what you value and what you value can change. And, and actually what you do value will change. And you can see it through your life when you, when you have kids and when, before you have kids and after you have kids, what you value changes because your situation changed. Um, and, and, you know, there's people that go through lots of life circumstances and they change their values based upon the situation. But what you are is, is really stable and it's a creation so you, when you create who you are, your values can still change. Like So for example, if who I am is love, my expression of love will be different with a child than with my spouse and, and with my parent, with my aging parent, for example. But who I am is love in those situations, but the values I apply when interacting with them may be very different. Mm-hmm. So the values can change and, and we can use those values to help us maintain alignment with who we are, mm-hmm. but we, we're going to change them.
1: Whether care perhaps for one or guidance for another or, yeah. Or or maybe you
3: have a relationship with your, with your, with your parent. That's like really, you guys like really raunchy jokes and that's what you do. You really make (laughs) fun Mm. of each other. Mm -hmm. You tell, you tell funny stories that there's a lot of things that you can do. That's That's an expression of love.
1: Right. right. Yeah.
3: That with, with that particular person. Uh Aha. And and that's right. And that would change. So I've written, I've actually written definitions for mm-hmm. each of the mm-hmm. words in the back, specifically for that reason. And th- they're, they're, the possi- they're a possibility that you can live into in any moment. And then how you express that possibility will change. And that's, and you can hone yourself with that so that you can actually learn, okay, to be aligned, this behavior in this situation is better than that one. Or, but the chances are, if, you, if who you declare yourself is, is, is love, which I define as a stand for the life of another, where that's experience of peace, love, and joy. If, if who I am is that stand for the life of another with a parent, for example, that, that you know, let's say funny relationship you have with a, you know, a great uncle or whatever, that's that you're showing one set of values. And then you can realize, look, that person is never going to be the person that I'm going to be able to, to cry on a shoulder. Because mm. that person, that's not going to work with them but that's okay because I'm a stand for their life. And what they really want me to do is they really want me to give them like a really good funny dig, right? That, so that they can dig back. And they, they really like that. And with a child, you, you know, it's it, to be a stand. That's, I think as a parent, it's so easy to recognize love because if you're a stand for them, there's so many things that you change to help them to wow. be there for them. And it's, it's really, and it's now, okay. And as a, every parent knows, that's really hard to figure out. But if you just keep into your mind, like, you know, my son, he loves pushing my buttons all the time. And it's like, okay, he'll tell me he hates me. And he's already in that stage. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to play with you right now because I didn't give him a chocolate. It's like, okay, well, that's okay. And I actually tell him, oh, it's okay. You you don't have to like me, but I still love you right now. It's okay. Because that's my expression. And maybe that'll work. And maybe I'll find out that was the dumbest thing I could have ever said. I'm learning. But, I, but what I'm not doing is reacting to what he says and mm-hmm. allowing him to press my anger button or press my depression button or whatever other thing. And then have that guide me away from my declaration of being love mm-hmm. Because that's what happens a lot. That, Somebody presses that button and it guides us away.
1: You make me. It comes back to you make me feel. And it, it becomes the reality then. You're right. It's yeah. exactly this. This is the, okay. So, so for me, I'm sorry, but I need a process. I, 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 to get this stuff out of a book is great. I've, I've tried it. I've, I've tried learning that way. And I'm,
3: I, I, can, can, can we hear more about your process? <laughs> I would
1: love okay. to. I understand I, you have a course.
3: I created a course and, and the book and the course are very well aligned. Mm -hmm. So if you take the course, then all of the, let's say key process steps are in the course and we start right from the beginning and I've done my best to organize it. So it doesn't take a tremendous amount of time for your, from your day different than what you would already be doing. And it immediately starts helping you step-by-step go through the process and build it up so that it's actually implementable in your everyday life through the course. So the course, it's a 10, 10 week long course. Uh, We start out with, Showing you kind of what is being and how it's defined. You get all the definitions. Uh, you get to. You get, there's a special worksheet to guide you through. There's two processes you can pick depending upon your personality. Uh, so you can pick a process to ch- to choose the being words and get getting to go with them. Uh, there's an online tool set as well, so you can actually send yourself text reminders to remind yourself every day mm. randomly through the day like who Very are you being right now so you can catch yourself
1: okay nice. like the affirmations that are oh, so so it's tied into technology see, you so need the reminders. This is, Those are is awesome. this is really good see this is why i do the songwriting because I, I i i write the stuff that i know that i need to hear into songs so that when i'm performing it i'm hearing it and when i'm i'm listening to it i'm driving and i can hear it again I'm, I'm getting it, you know, it's the reminder thing. And I think so many of us mm-hmm. are so needing that repetitive exposure to develop the habits.
3: So it's something I'm, 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 encouraged. So, and I interrupted. You know, there's, there's, there's another tool too, because the other part of it is social. So what I have you do is uh, uh, in part in the beginning section of the course, after you get being, and you've selected your words, I have pre-created questions. And I have a tool that allows you to kind of choose the questions you want to ask. And then it's a link and you send it to all the people that you want to get feedback from on those questions based on those being words that you've chosen. So you get to see, how am I doing right now as far as other people's perception? Oh, wow. Then later on in the course, you can send the same thing out again and you can see how you changed. And six months after the course, you can send out another one. It's all included. You can send out another one and you can see, am I still keeping track? So there's enough codes in there so you can keep checking with yourself for some time to to see how is how am I impacting my social environment? Are they seeing this? Are they seeing me change? Yes or no? Because it it does take time and having that social support. And there's actually two reasons for that. One is you want to know. And secondly, when you tell people this stuff, they start looking. Mm -hmm. Mm. So Mm -hmm. you've kind of it's really hard to change. Sometimes, you know, anybody who's smoked and they want to change smoking, they find that's really hard because their social environment doesn't accept that they've made that change. So what you're doing is you're informing people, hey, I'm doing this, so that they can go, oh, yeah, okay, now I understand why you're acting different. And they can start recognizing it. And then that kind of creates a reinforcing cycle.
1: Really throwing your hat over the fence type of thing. You got you to gotta go get it.
2: <laughs> so I, I know one of the things you do deal with in your book is the mountains and boogeyman. And is that something that you've included in the course yeah. as well? in terms of like, okay, what's all the, the stuff?
3: <laughs> yeah, so I have two, there's two parts of it. One is based on the psychological safety stuff. So safety is an acronym, and it's basically the the names of the buttons that, that can be pushed. So security, autonomy, fairness, esteem, trust, and then your own cultural buttons. And those are scientifically, we've known these in science for a very long time, that these are the buttons people can press, and you could be more or less Um, let's say, uh, pushed by them. So some people are, let's say, they're really pushed. Security, their button gets pushed really easy. Some people, it's fairness. And so we actually have an assessment you can take to find out what your top button is. And then there's actually a report you can buy to get your full profile. And that one's pretty cool because I think we've had like almost 7,000 people that have taken that assessment. And Mm. so your score is ranked based upon all the other people who have taken it. So you get to see where you are relative to other people. Okay. you You can find that out. Cool. And then the other one is stupid brain and stupid brain is known as kind of like cognitive distortions. So it's a long acronym. I won't go through them all. I'll tell you the first one is should statements, the S mm-hmm. and it kind of goes through and I have funny names for each. It's 11 of those cognitive distortions. There's like 180 of them that have been defined, something like that. So I picked like the top 11 if it's in stupid brain. And there's another assessment with that. And you can find out your, from your top all the way down to which one's your first and your last on there. And it kind of explains what they are. And there's another assessment that you get in the course for that. So you can find out what's what's there, what's your brain, what's happening in your brain the most that's driving you out of alignment. So should statements is an example when you say, you know, hey, you know, the world should be this way, or, you know, my spouse should be this way, or the government should be this way. And you ca- can catch yourself and go, Yeah, I should a lot. I should all over everything. So I'm actually going to have a YouTube video coming out about that pretty soon as well. But in the course, you get to see all of them. You get to take an assessment. And then you can start as you're going through, because I have you journal a lot in the course. It's a key part of the the course is to understand what is your brain telling you? What are the triggers that are being pressed? And how is this driving you out of alignment? So you can learn about yourself and learn about how your brain's working. Specifically, though, as far as what's keeping you out of alignment with your declaration. So it's like you have a wall to kind of beat yourself up against, wall that you chose. And then with that, with that, you learn yourself. You learn about yourself. Because in the end, we're like all kind of like going around blind, and so we need something to kind of act as a guide. And that's what the being word does in the beginning. Is, instead is of have, work. instead of focusing on what
1: we're having and to to get to where we want to go, who who are we being? And it really, I'm just realizing at this moment, this this song of mine called "Breaking Bad Habits." This is the answer to that song. This is like this 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 course. It sounds like this is the the. The, the toolkit to be able to actually open our own hood and and start figuring out okay what's which cylinder is is causing this out of balance that keeps me uh, you know unable to make long distance trips you know mm. and, uh, and and and. Be able to get in and figure out what's actually going on on the
3: under the hood this is it's it's brilliant and one of the things that i do is in the course you can always comment on any any of the, the video courses or any of the homework or anything mm-hmm. and i always respond so you have mm-hmm. a chance to, to do the whole text-based questions with me through the whole course and then i actually have three meetings where we get on a zoom call together with all the students in the class and we go through any questions people have i clarify anything so you actually also get kind of like a group coaching three group coaching sessions there as well. And I keep the class sizes reasonably small. How that. long do those conversations typically last? So I always set aside an hour and we go as long as it's, as long as people have mm. questions. So mm-hmm. I, we don't, we don't cut out the time. So sometimes wow. we've gone 90 minutes. Sometimes we've gone two hours if that's what it took. But usually we, we talk about all like what people are experiencing in their life and what's, what's going on. So we also have people sharing stories of what's changed and what's not working and we get clarifications and that. so. Whatever yes.
1: people want to talk about. Getting to learn from everybody else's experience would be as, as valuable as, as hearing responses from your own, I'm sure. The whole community thing has just been absolutely clarified to me, the, the value of doing things in community um, recently. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear about well, that. Well,
2: and it especially in a self-development process. I mean, we all build our lives around who we are in the moment and so trying to shift that, sometimes we realize that environment is not as supportive in our shifting <laughs> as we would want it to be. And so having others who are outside of that and supporting the change and helping us through, whether it's to see our blind spots or to affirm that we're not insane in the process, or at least we're not alone in the process, <laughs> or is, you know, because it's work to is, dig that deep.
1: Is this, some, is this something that we'd be
3: able to do anonymously?
1: I'm sorry to, to, I interrupted you. Okay.
3: <laughs> I, would, I would at least know who you were. Yeah. But, uh, but you could go through the whole course and you could just come to the Zoom calls and just listen and never say anything or not turn on your camera. I mean, it's, it's virtual. So there's ways. I, we haven't had anybody do that yet, though. Okay. Mostly because the, the most it's, what people find in the meetings is that everybody, if there's a question... Or if somebody is struggling with something, everybody has the same question. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's having, like, especially with the being stuff, it's like, well, you know, like there's thoughts I'm having. You know, are, are is this normal? Is this, right? It, this is what I'm going through. And it's like, well, yeah, it's normal. And then people go, oh, okay, well, if it's normal, then. And then everybody's like, yeah, I had the same thing. So mm-hmm. that's kind of usually what it turns out to be.
2: We're, I, I hate to interrupt you, but we are getting really close to the end of our time. And so I'm curious, could you... I know that it is a lot of, you know, there's a lot of vulnerability, there's a lot of shift and change, and sometimes people will get stuck or they just don't want to start the process because all they see is the work. Could you just really quickly name one or two of the, the benefits you have seen in people's lives from those who have already completed the course that could be a vision somebody could pull themselves forward with, in a sense?
3: sure actually a number of people tell me that they've they've been going through really hard times and they felt kind of like beat up by the world and they finally have space to restart who they are again and go forward in their life so people who who have restarted building you know, doing their art again or they've restarted engaging with their family in a peaceful way so they they get that freedom to know they're they're not their past they're not any of this other stuff and they can create that future and that's one of the biggest let's say that a volume comments that I get is people say, I, I finally feel I have, I have space back in my life. I have a place for me mm. where I get to be me.
2: Nice. Mm. It's
3: like, that, that
2: just sounds like a nice, warm, fuzzy blanket on a cold day. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so where can people find more of you?
3: Yeah. So uh, I believe that you guys have a link directly to the course.
2: We do. Yes. We'll make that known for sure. And, and in full disclosure, it is an affiliate link because yes. we do believe so much in what you're doing absolutely. and value what you're doing. We so, want to be
1: promoting this thank you for that. And, and getting this education and connection and opportunity out to everyone yes. and
3: highly encourage. Yes. Uh, and, and I also believe that you have a, a coupon. So all we're giving yes. all of your listeners a uh, 25% off discount, which is actually reasonably significant with the price. Yes, absolutely. Uh, awesome. So make sure they use the coupon code. It's so absolutely. everybody
2: wins. And if they just click the link, they'll get that and automatically.
3: Thank you very much, Chris. For awesome. Thank well, thank
2: you much. so much for fun. being oh, man. here. And man. we'll and
1: we'll look forward to chapter three coming up soon. <laughs> well, we, uh, we cover
2: so much ground. We'll just we start have, meeting yeah. once a month or something. Yeah,
3: I think whatever. that's a great idea. I love this. <laughs> That'd be fun. Next time we talk about quantum physics. Oh, okay. I love that. Okay. Please. Right. Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> and uh, and and we'll look forward to the video uh, with you and your your boy. Uh, with the sunbeam. I'm looking yeah, forward to yeah, that. Yeah, that's going to be fun.
3: That's
1: yeah. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Well, thank you again so much for coming. Thank you, out. guys. It's been a pleasure. Now it's time for our wow moment with Lorianne when she offers words of wisdom, sharing her intuitive and spiritual mentorship with us by responding to listener comments and questions.
2: I love this topic of alignment. In fact, it's something I've written about before as well and continue to dive into. In fact, my mission is to help women around the world to become fully aligned with who they are born to be and make the choices that honor that and expand and express that in the world. I found over the years that being in alignment is a source of absolute joy and satisfaction in ways that nothing else can really bring us. But... If we've been out of alignment it can take some work to get back to alignment because what it really means is essentially a polarity shift an inner energetic reversal of where our attention is going and how we're making decisions it's the the truth is it's a survival instinct to look to our parents and our outer world for who we are supposed to be in the world and we grow up with that It's how we're socialized. It's how we understand what kindness is versus being mean. We need that awareness. But unfortunately, it can also become a block to being who we are. If we get too wrapped up in things like what other people think or feel about what we should or shouldn't be doing, we ignore the truth of us. And getting into alignment means no longer ignoring that truth. It means standing up for it. It means unplugging that power from the outer world that we've handed over and reclaiming it back for ourselves. We get to say, no, this is my truth and I stand for it. And it is an amazing, magical place when we can get there. But like Chris said, it is absolutely a journey. I hope it's one that you are willing to embark on with us. Feel free to check out Chris's class, as mentioned before. And I also have one-to-one mentoring available as well. And whatever works best for you is exactly perfect. Either way, I invite you on this journey with us to a greater peace, satisfaction, and joy in your own life. And until next time, my friends, keep rising.
1: Thank you, Lorianne, for sharing your wow with us. If you have a question, comment, or concern you'd like to hear addressed on a future wow moment, or you'd like to learn more about Lorianne's mentorship program, visit her website at loriannerising.com. That's L-O-R-I-A-N-N-E-R-I-S-I-N-G.com.
2: Thank you. And to our listeners, remember that Mark and I are on a mission to help make the world a better place and to uplift voices that are not typically heard. So if you or someone you know is an author, a musician, innovator, or even a comedian whose perspective and message challenges old paradigms to open hearts and minds, please reach out. We want to support you by helping you be seen and heard by a worldwide audience, just visit us at riseandshineas1.com to apply to be a guest. And before you go, please take a moment to rate and review the show on your favorite platform. And remember, until next time,
1: wherever you are, there's always time for remembering to rise,
0: rise and, and
2: shine.
0: shine. Take care. Thank you for listening to Rise and Shine. Please join Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmsted for another great show next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, keep rising and shining.